I want to focus on this issue, and it's an issue I think a lot of Canadians are maybe not fully aware of. It's an issue that the government has pledged some action on, and it's an issue on which really nothing has happened. As our next guest uh, writes uh, in an op-ed this week, many Canadians will be surprised to learn this country breeds and farms horses for the sole purpose of meat production. While the U.S. essentially outlawed horse slaughter in 2006, here in Canada, we continue to butcher horses for profit. Other horses are selected for live export to Japan to be slaughtered and eaten mainly as a raw delicacy. In the past five years, more than 14,500 horses, worth almost $93 million, have been flown from Edmonton, Calgary, and Winnipeg to Japan. So it's this practice specifically that we'll focus on here. And why the government hasn't taken action on the issue of banning the export of live horses for slaughter. It's an issue that our next guest has been using her platform, her clout, to call attention to which includes, as mentioned, co-authoring the op-ed this week uh, in the Globe and Mail. Jan Arden is an award-winning singer, songwriter, and actor. Joins us on the line here this morning to talk about this issue and why she's so passionate about it. Jan, so great to have you with us here today. Welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, Let's talk about the the, the why you're so involved in this. And, And we've spoken before. You've been active on this issue for some time. How and why did you first get involved in this? Well, I've been involved with horses for for many years. I got involved with the Wildies which are basically wild horses that the Alberta government was culling uh, for for years. I think they're still doing it, mainly because they were grazing on forestry land or where they had oil rigs set up, and they basically said that they were a nuisance and they were causing wreaking havoc to the to the environment, which always makes me laugh. But uh, the same woman that got me involved in that to kind of you know, shine a light on that. Judith Sampson French, she said, well, you're going to love this one. She goes, they um, they fly horses like in the bottom of a belly of an airplane in crates for 8,000 kilometers, like two days basically to eat raw in Asia, rich, rich people eating this raw. And they're all purpose-bred in, in Alberta. And I'm like, what? So I immediately got involved with with. Uh, uh, an outfit called the Canadian Horse Defense Coalition, and it's a group of people that have been working. As you mentioned, 2006 uh, slaughter was outlawed in the States, so a company called Shorno hightailed it out of Washington and moved up to Alberta immediately where there was loopholes where they could where they could get horses brought over the border and where they could also breed them here in giant feedlots. So that's kind of, that's that's how I got involved with just somebody telling me what was going on yeah. and me along probably with millions of Canadians going, had no idea this was happening and it sounds kind of awful. Right. I mean, there was the whole issue whether horses should be slaughtered uh, for, for meat in the first place. But as mentioned, this this particular side of the issue presents some, some really specific issues and some really specific concerns mm-hmm. about the treatment, the humane treatment of these animals. What, what's the concern when it comes to how they're being shipped, the impact of these, these incredibly long journeys uh, on yeah, these well, animals? Well, they have no lives to begin with. So imagine them in the feedlots. They have a Japanese inspector that comes every month to basically write a letter onto the ass end of the horse just to say which ones go and which ones stay. We have cut a wide swath around domestic slaughter because it's just too big of a battle to fight right now. But basically, imagine in 2006 when Shorno came to Alberta and slowly started flying the horses out. They used FedEx. And FedEx was basically, you're filling out your form saying, yeah, we're sending a horse. We're sending horses. That lasted for a number of months, and the FedEx Corporation said there's no way in hell that we are ever flying a live horse again. I don't think they really understood what was happening. Horses are flight animals. 
they're extremely timid. They frighten very easily. They want to bolt. I've been to many, many loads at the Calgary airport watching, you know, 99 horses being shoveled into these crates. Uh, and they've already been in trucks for long hauls. They've already been in trucks sometimes four, six, eight hours. Could be 30 below, could be 30 above. Now the horses go four at a time into really shoddy wooden crates. They can sit on a tarmac for another four, six, eight, ten hours. And the clock doesn't even start on these horses and their treatment until it's wheels up. So when they're talking about a 28-hour period where these horses can't, are allowed to go without food, water, any kind of comfort, I don't even know if the bellies of the planes are lit, but a lot of these horses fall on turbulence. They're found heaped on top of each other when they land. I mean, imagine going on a trans-Pacific flight and, you know, dropping 35, 4,500 feet when you don't get the warning like people do. The pilot comes on and says, hunker down, folks. We're going to be in turbulence for 40 minutes. These horses are broadsided. They're hit, they fall, they don't care as long as they land and as long as they're edible. They don't care. That's a long way for these horses to go. Does that, does that imply then that Canada is really the only source for horses for this purpose? Are we unique in allowing horses to be yeah, exported? They're this pretty way? Much, we're, we're pretty much the only country in the world that does live horse export. So, you know, it's, it's immoral, it's insane. It is a handful of men. This is not part of the gross national product of Canadian agriculture. This is not feeding thousands of Canadian families. This is feeding a handful of already very wealthy white guys that incidentally and ironically, when they round these horses up at these big, huge feedlots, guess what they do it on the back of? Their own prized possession horses saddled up and rounding these other pathetic creatures up. And these are big horses. Mm -hmm. So folks, picture the Budweiser horses, Clydesdales, um, you know, big, big workhorses. And, um, you know, the sounds that they make and the kicking of these crates and the way that they're put on the crates is, is hideous. And that's why I'm going to remain involved until this is stopped. The, the Liberal government, just before the election ran, you know, over a year ago, the federal election, the, uh, the Conservative Party threw uh, a little tidbit onto the fire of trying to entice voters by saying, we are going to stop puppy mills. Within 30 hours of that announcement, the Liberals came back and said, well, we're going to do that. We are going to stop live horse export. So you can imagine a lot of us were cheering, you know, 14 months ago uh, when this was mandated. So in the letter that was published for all of us to see, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau sent to Marie-Claude Bubeau uh, in her mandate letter to cease and desist and stop live horse export. Nothing has happened. The only thing that comes out of her office is that we are just beginning to start our conversations about what to do and that wasn't the assignment that wasn't the assignment well that's what's confusing i mean if if the liberals say they're going to put an end to this then put an end to this if they wanted to say we're going to change the regulations they could have said that at the time so when the government says we're in the early stages of engaging with stakeholders that sounds like it's a review of the regulations, maybe some changes to the regulations. That That's not an end to exports, is it? Yeah, it is. It, and it really is just a deflection. It's, it's, it's very clever. It's nothing we haven't seen before with big government. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of people will, will come up to me and say, you know, what's happening with it now? What's going on? You know, people that, are, that support us. And I'll tell you what, I have run into really no, nobody that said, you know, 
they should be shipping them over there. Every, Canadians are just like, that's it. this is absolutely unacceptable. It's inappropriate. And also, let's add into this equation, we are living in a time of global pandemics where we weren't sure about the origin of, you know, where COVID came from. I'm not going to get into that argument. But, you know, global climate change, um, carbon footprint, eating local, eating less meat. This this doesn't meet the criteria of anything. This is on the outside of everything that we as citizens of the world are being asked to do to change what is happening to our planet. And like I said, this is a handful of guys coming up from the United States that, yeah, granted they want to make a buck, but it's, but it's on the backs of terrified animals that have no lives. Horses deserve to be treated better. Um, live animal export, period, should be stopped globally. It is something that is so hideous, you know, and that loss that the lives of these animals is an acceptable loss. They can still make money if 25% of them go down or are so injured in these planes that, oh, they're still going to make money. So it's happening right now, people. It's every few weeks in Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Calgary, these horses are taken from the feedlots and they're taken to the airports. And trust me, where they're loaded, it is so wrapped up. The, uh, the, the partitions are getting higher and higher as more of us are kind of cluing into this and going to see these lo- loads and to basically bear witness to these horses um, and to give a crap. Uh, the barriers get higher and higher and tighter. It's hard to even get the lens of a camera to look through a crack. So when you do something in the dead of night, when you do something nefarious and when you do something that you know is not what people need to see and you're hiding it away, that's a problem. And it's a, it's a really sinister part of Canadian agriculture. The government has, has, I don't know, boasted is the right word, but they've noted that they have made some changes. I guess the most notable change is the, the shorter time limit, the travel time limit was 36 it's a lie. hours. It's, it's 28 it's a lie. hours. So no, it's, okay. it, but but it's, a, it's a lie. You know, these horses are standing in there for 50 hours sometimes. Two, two and a half days, and we have no idea. Because once the wheels go up, it is now the problem of the exporter. We have no idea how long they're in the crates when they get there. And they're slaughtered in a heinous way. This meat has to be eaten very quickly because of the nature of how it's served. Yeah. It is called raw bashimi. These aren't cooked horses. They, they're, they want the large horses because of the musculature. And, you know, this is probably not something your listeners want to hear, but in order to have this meat prepared properly the heart has to be beating and i'll leave it there for you so little has changed including the fulfillment of this this promise nothing has changed and there and there's nobody doing checking the regulations there's nobody there checking the loads i've been there and they say they go unwillingly no animal goes willingly into a crate no animal these are not docile they they're they're trusting because They've got a metal prod or a stick or something whacking them to get in. And I've seen it time and time again. They don't like me. They don't like the fact that I, you know, that I have access to people like you, that I can talk about this. Uh, there's a petition right now that we've started with, with the cooperation of the NDP party to stop this export from happening. We had 80,000 signatures on our last petition and, of course, the federal election happened a week, af- a week after we handed it in. 
So it's it's on our website, www, and, and listen carefully to this, horseshit.ca. Yes. But read that word again in your head, how that sounds. That's Horses the radio-friendly version. That's, but a, yes. that's the radio-friendly yes, version. <laughs> and you can go on there with a click of a button, and we really need people just to lend their voice. I know it's a pain in the butt signing petitions, but this is a real thing. Canadian agriculture with, with the treatment of animals right across the board, we are at the low end of the G7. That is nothing to be proud of. We need to be leading the charge. We need to be leading the charge with animal welfare, how it's done, how the, how, just, just how everything is done. And, and we're at the bottom of the pile. And I don't know how it's happened. I don't know when it's happened. It's been gradual. But it's because they, they hope that we are all apathetic. They, are, they hope that Canadians don't care, and they hope that, they, that we will turn our backs and not care about, you know, thousands of animals that are shipped on, a, on an aircraft enduring hellish turbulence um, to meet a very, very grim end. It's, and, and like I said, these aren't surplus horses. They're mm-hmm. purpose-bred, so we need to do better. Leave it there. Jan Arden, appreciate making some time for us here this morning. Thank, Thank you. This. Thank you. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.